Today on the Call to Action podcast, we are joined by the new head man in charge at the University of Toledo, Brian Blair. Um, Brian became the 14th director of athletics at Toledo uh, just a couple weeks ago now, um, and and uh, we'll get into that shortly about your first couple weeks on the job. But uh, Brian, welcome to the podcast. Uh, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Excited to be here with you guys, um, talking all that is Toledo Rockets. Um, again, going. It, it's been a whirlwind, um, I guess a week and two days, um, but slowly kind of getting my feet under me and hitting the ground and trying to meet and greet as much as possible, just try to learn all about this place and this wonderful conference. And and we'll, we'll start things off. We, we've seen the article, I think a lot of people have seen the article about that first day uh, and how excited you were and that you woke up, you know, at 3.30 in the morning and, and couldn't go back to sleep. Uh, we'll, we'll get into why you wanted this job and wanted to come to Toledo, but how has that excitement been? How, I mean, why, why are you, you know, kind of, kind of a weird question, funny question, but why are you so excited for this opportunity? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I told the staff on my first day and, I, and I've used this story a lot. So I bought my house in Toledo sight unseen, right? We, uh, we, we found some links online. We saw some houses, we had a realtor. Um, do a FaceTime from the house. We liked what we saw um, in the pictures and on video, and we bought. Um, and then we showed up, I guess, two weeks ago, right the, a week before closing, to actually walk the house just to make sure it was what we thought it was. And it was even better than I imagined. It was better than the pictures. It was better than FaceTime. The rooms were bigger. The finishes were nicer. Um, it, it was a better home. It just felt like the right place. Um, I've used that analogy because I feel the same way about the athletic department. I mean, I've been looking at this job for about a year and a half. Um, I've watched every video on Toledo, the city, the university, the athletic department you probably could have out there. I've looked at all the pictures. I've done the online tours, everything. Now that I'm here and I'm meeting and greeting and understanding this place, these coaches, this staff, this community, it's even better than I thought thought from the outside. And I thought it was pretty, pretty good from the outside. And now that I'm here and I get the chance to see it up close, uh, I've just been blown away. Um, I think this is a place. Um, that so much good was done by Michael Bryan and his team before, that it's a really good athletic department. And then our job, our task, and what I've told our department is how do we take that from good to great? How do we make that incremental step of being a really, really good athletic department to being a great one? I mean, that's what we're trying to put together now. Awesome. And, and you mentioned that you've been looking at this job or, or this opportunity for about a year and a half. What is it about Toledo? What? Why have you been looking at Toledo uh, as a potential landing spot uh, in your career? Yeah, I, I think first and foremost, I wanted to be an FBS AD. Um, FBS is really important to me. I played FBS football. I love that level of football. Um, but I think in terms of the landscape, I thought it was really important for me to be the FBS uh, AD of the FBS athletic department. And then I was looking for a personal and professional fit. Um, so personally, my wife is from the Dayton, Ohio area. She, she lives two hours down the road. Actually, my family's there right now while we get settled and get our, get ready to move into our house. They'll be there for the next five weeks. Um, and so having that many family members close by, um, all the grandparents and cousins um, are within driving distance. Um, for my family, South Carolina, a quick flight. Um, it, just, it, it made sense from a personal standpoint. I believe if you got a solid ground on the personal side, um, you're set up for success professionally. And then professionally, I, I think this is one of the best city jobs in the conference. Um, I think we, in terms of having the biggest city, um, having a downtown and a city as a whole kind of going through this revitalization process. There's a lot of investment. Um, I think we were number one in the country for size, cities our size for new businesses coming into the fold. 
Um, we've got huge population centers um, in town, but also on the fringes um, and around. And just that there's so much opportunity. And I think the history of success here, um, if you look at our football program, number of bowl games and historically some of the things they've done, our basketball programs, savage, these facilities. I mean, there's just, there's what I call, and I told everybody, the foundation of greatness, right? There's all the pieces in place um, to be the nation's premier G5 program. I believe that. Um, so then it's, okay, how do we put a plan in place to make that happen? Um, and that's what we're working on. A.D. Blair, Kadeem Huggins from the Mac here. Um, my question is, what what is going to be your philosophy coming in? Because really and truly, you're not coming into, into a situation that needs a maybe a complete overhaul or complete overturn because uh, – it's, it's kind of in a good spot right now. What is your philosophy coming yeah. in to elevate it? Yeah. And I've told everybody, right, this is not me burning into a burning house. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> fired up. Um, at least I, I haven't uncovered one yet. <laughs> um, so I get to kind of take my time, get my feet under me, and ask really good questions early on. I'm going to try to figure out, okay, what's going to take us from being really, really good, as you said, because we are. Um, we're, we're strong top to bottom in many spots. Mm-hmm. To that next level of being great and defining that next level of great. I, I think it relies on four principles. Um, in order, I think people are number one. How can we recruit, retain, and develop the absolute best um, within our department? That's coaches, staff, and student-athletes. Um, putting a focus on recruiting those individuals and getting the best people to be a member of our team and making sure they're on the right seat on the bus. I think number two is culture and making sure we've got the right culture in place. Talking hard work, blue collar, we before me, um, and doing it all with sacrifice itself for the whole team. Um, I think third is strategy. What are we willing to do and what are we willing not to do? I mean, how do we align our resources around that strategy? That's really important. I think sometimes we talk strategy. We talk all about what we will do. Mm-hmm. But to do something, you also have to make a decision on what not to do. We don't have an infinite pot of uh, resources. And fourth is we need more resources. I um, mean, that's my job. I told a group this morning, um, I'm fundraising not just because I, I, I enjoy it or I love it, but also because I, I, I owe it to our student athletes to ask for people to help improve their student athlete experience i wouldn't be doing my job if i didn't and so i think if you got that I, the book good to great is one of my favorites if you dive into there he lays out some of these principles i've kind of adapted that philosophy to an athletic department and over time i've kind of tested it and i believe it stands the test of time but if you start with great people you've got a really great culture we decide our strategy what we're going to um, go after and what we won't do and then we add more money to the equation that creates a cycle of success that can take us from being a really, really good athletic department to one of the nation's best. Well, one thing I've all, always uh, thought about Toledo uh, is the sense of community. And that just, uh, you see a great community at the football games. You see people coming out. You always see the great, the one, I mean, great crowds at women's basketball games, great crowds at men's basketball games. You've been out and about now. Um, what's your sense? You know, what what do you try to do? What are you going to try and wrap around to keep that sense of community going um, in the Toledo area? Because I, I just feel like it, they've always gotten behind uh, the the not only the school uh, but also all the pro. Whether it's the Mud Hens, whether it's the Walleye, I mean, it's just a town that really gets behind their sports teams. Yeah, I I, I think you hit the nail on the head. People here support whatever sports team represents this city. And so I, I've coined this term Team Toledo. I want us all to be all in on everything great about this place. And so if that's a new business moving downtown, I'm going to be the biggest fan there is on that new business moving to Toledo. If that's the professor winning an award on our campus, I'm going to be a biggest fan of that professor getting their research award. Or if that's the mud ends of the wildlife making a playoff run 
of winning, we're going to be the biggest test. I don't look at them as competitors. We're all in this market together because while they might be the mud hens or the, the walleye or whatever it may be, we all wear Toledo across our chest or on our back or on our helmet or whatever it may be. And I think the secret to us taking this next step in our evolution, aside from those four factors I laid out, we talk about teamwork. This athletic department, this university, and this city locking arms as a team and moving forward together. I think if we do that, we're borderline unstoppable. I mean, I believe that in my heart of hearts. If we can lock arms with this city. You mentioned I went to a walleye game. Um, I guess that was last week. It was game seven of the semifinals. Um, took a young man, a student here, and we went, and I was just blown away. They had 85, 8,600 people mm-hmm. there screaming their heads off, <laughs> not for NHL level, right? This isn't the top tier of athletic talent, but it represents Toledo. It's something they call their own. They're passionate about that. They get to see a winner, and somebody that's being successful, and the environment in there was just a frenzy, right? And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, if these people come out for this hockey game in game seven, um, that potential is there in this market for people to come out and support us, not only at the level you mentioned, because they already do a really, really good job. How can we do do even better? Um, how can we even get more people? How can we sell out Savage? How can we sell out the Glass Bowl? Um, and so we're going to put together a plan, try to figure that out. we got to have a great fan experience. we got to do a really good job of engaging our students, not only for the environment they bring, but also I think we're vital to building a sense of community on campus um, and engaging them. So everything's on the table. Um, we're going to turn over every rock we can um, to, to bring us all together. But I think if we do this together at Toledo, I think the sky's the, 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 sky's the limit. And I agree because Toledo's actually in a centrally located place, position. Like you could got yep. the family from Michigan, got the family from Illinois. You could have the family, the, the foundation from Ohio. So I think it's in a great place. And I really think you stum- you, you, you're, you're upon something or uh, the future is very bright here. I had a coach tell me we get more rest than everybody else in the league uh, because of our central location. Um, and I never thought about it or thought it that way. But for us to go on these road trips around the league, I mean, nine times out of ten, on average, we're going to come out ahead um, because we're just so centrally located within the league's footprint. Um, but also as we recruit young people from Michigan, from Indiana, from Ohio, from Pennsylvania, wherever it may be, um, it's not hard to get here within a couple hours. I, I think I saw a stat. We've got 6 million people within a 100-mile radius or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a tremendous population center, a lot of talent, especially in the state of Ohio and southern Michigan, a um, ton of athletic talent. And people here, they get sports. I don't have to preach to anybody about the value of sports right here. People get it. They understand it. It comes from a grassroots level. Um, so, again, if you talk about why Toledo, just the accolade on factor, upon factor, upon factor, they make it a no-brainer. AD, I got a question. Uh, when you talk about diversity and, and, and now you might have, you have the opportunity to step into our AD room. And when you walk in there, you see how diverse it is. How important is that not only for yourself, but the future of athletics? Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know if I've ever stepped in a room like that <laughs> um, where I look around the league and I see that many leaders that have the same skin as me. Um, it'll be a unique feeling. Actually, we got back next week. Um, I'm looking forward to that. But I, I think more than anything, for the next Brian Blair that's in law school, sitting at a table in the lobby, Googling Division One athletic director, when they do that and the images pop up, they see a handful of faces that look like them. That's really important. When I did that Google search, I'm not sure I saw a ton of people that looked like me um, in that seat. Um, and, and hopefully if I can be some form of inspiration or I can be a resource to anybody out there of any skin tone or gender or whatever it may be, um, I want to be that. But I think that visual representation does matter. 
But I think sometimes when you see people that, that achieved what you want to achieve or just in a position of leadership, I think that it can encourage you. So hopefully play that role. But, I mean, that's only going to go as far as me being successful here and doing it the right way and doing it with integrity. Um, and my hope is that I behave in a way and we act in a way that would make all those individuals that may look up to us um, proud. Yeah, and it's definitely one thing that the MAC uh, prides itself on is is the diversity overall as a conference, but certainly in that AD room. So, uh, no, that's that's really cool to hear. So, um, I want to want to jump back a little bit um, and get to know you a little more and tell people that may be listening your background. Um, so, first, I, I mean, I'll start things off, but I would like for you to maybe talk about your your steps along your path in, until you got to Toledo, but you did start off as a student athlete, football player at Wofford, right? The team captain. So, so take us from that moment and then kind of your journey uh, up until this point. Yeah. Well, I, I was fortunate enough to be a student athlete and I never had anybody in my family or around me growing up that wasn't if I was a student athlete. So kind of felt my way through that entire process and what I can do, what I can't do, who to talk to or get in touch, how to get recruited, all those kind of pieces. Um, coming from a small town in South Carolina, just coaches didn't have a lot of experience with it, didn't know how to point me in the right direction with instantly like clearing house and all those kind of things. So I kind of sorted through a lot of it myself. But got the chance to play football at Wofford. Tremendous experience that, that took me out of my comfort zone of a small, small town in South Carolina to a bigger town in South Carolina. I tell the joke all the time. Like the moment I walked into Spartanburg and they had their own Walmart and a movie theater, I thought I was in like New York City. Um, so coming from the small town in South Carolina, I'm from. And so got a chance to do that. And I think you learn all these lessons as a student athlete, whether it be leading a diverse group of individuals towards a common goal, whether it be pushing yourself further than you even thought was possible and fighting through adversity um, to experience that triumph at the end and how sweet that is. Um, all those life lessons you learn, time management, all that um, was really, really special. And so, I got ready to graduate, and I was a history major, and didn't quite have a set, hey, i got to do this and want to do this. I thought law school was a good avenue. I mean, I'll call it a stall tactic. I'm like, expensive stall tactic. Get that. <laughs> um, but a stall tactic to kind of help me figure out, okay, what do you want to do? Because I knew law school just gave you so many different options of ways to turn, whether it be business, law, teaching, whatever it may be. It opened up a lot of opportunities. Um, now, I started noticing a lot of ADs and commissioners and team presidents and NFL franchises had law degrees in their background and a light bulb went off that I can marry all my passions for education, higher education, sport, and legal background and analytical thinking, and a little bit of entrepreneurship too. I, my dad's an entrepreneur, my brother's an entrepreneur. That kind of entrepreneurial thinking is something that goes to my veins. So I got to combine all that in an AD role. So from that point on, it was how could I get to being an AD um, and what does that look like? So I had a chance to work at a lot of different places. Um, South Carolina, NCAA, Rice University, most recently at Washington State. That was my first foray into the Pac-12 um, and really at a Pac-12 school that punches above its weight um, in terms of resources compared to others, but still quite a bit bigger than maybe what you see at the G5 level. Um, but So I learned a lot of lessons there about competing at the highest of highest levels, maybe sometimes without the resources of some of my peers. Um, and I think those lessons will serve me well here, but also work two tremendous mentors and Kurt Schultz, our president of Washington State, one of the most connected and, and biggest names in all of presidents in terms of NCAA athletics. Um, and then Pat Chun, um, one of the best ADs in the country, I believe, um, who spent a long time under the tutelage of Gene Smith um, in, in that tree. So I, I got a ton of leadership and mentorship there. 
got a chance to experience the Pac-12 and what it's like to compete in that environment. I've been in the SEC and kind of growing up in the ACC, SEC territory. Um, so to now be here in Ohio with my wife's family and this professional opportunity is just it's crazy how life works out. But I'm so, so blessed and so, so thrilled to be here. That's awesome. And and I know, I'm sure there's there's different pieces, whether it's the NCAA, whether it's Rice, whether it's South Carolina or Washington State, that you've learned along the way and, and that you're applying probably uh, as, as you start this job. Um, is there is there anything kind of major? I, I mean, it is very interesting to hear uh, when you talk about Washington State and how they're doing stuff with maybe not as many resources. Um, and that's kind of the Mac, right? I mean, that's just yeah. when you compare the Mac to say the big 10, uh, that's, yeah. that's who we are. So do you, do you kind of take a little bit from that and, and see how you can apply when you're at a place like Toledo? Absolutely. I will. I call myself a lifelong underdog. Um, I think every step of my journey, I've had somebody tell me I can't do something or you're not able to do this or nobody from our town can do that. Or you're not big enough to play division one football. Every step of the way somebody told me what I can't do. Um, and I achieve in spite of that. And so I, I take that chip on my shoulder with me everywhere I've been. And so at Rice, with the high academic standards and punching above our weight in a state like Texas, um, we were able to do some really cool things. Um, even at South Carolina, when I got there, I worked heavily with Don Staley. And at the time, at that South Carolina basketball program, people thought she couldn't do what she's doing from a women's basketball standpoint, and she achieved despite of that. And I got to be around that and see that process. And then certainly at Washington State, where, yeah, our budget is maybe three times um, some other budgets. I mean, I think we were around $90 million. When you're competing against the likes of the University of Washington, and they've got 50 more in revenue, 50 more million in revenue than you do. Um, but we're really proud of the fact that we won the all-sports trophy the last two years over mm-hmm. the University of Washington despite their revenue gap. Mm-hmm. And so thinking creatively, hiring the right people, working as a team, more so than our athletic departments, those are skill sets that I bring. Um, now, whether we're the underdog compared to the rest of the MAC or compared to the Big Ten, I mean, some of that's situational. Um, but I think if you can get the most out of your people in your department, regardless of what your revenue looks like, you're going to be successful. And so then you add more revenue on top of that, kind of like I alluded to before, and you've got the people, culture, and strategy in place, and you pour more resources on top of that, it's like adding fuel to a fire. Um, and you're just incinerating that thing, um, and you're rolling at a higher pace. And um, that's what we hope to do here. That's awesome. Well, one one thing I definitely wanted to touch on is when you uh, clearly you had to get your dog, you got to get your car here <laughs> to Toledo, and you know that that uh, I, I think I was following probably along on Twitter because uh, you're pretty active on social media, and we'll get to that in a minute. But um, how was that? How was that cross country trip? We I want to know about the cross country trip. <laughs> so it's one of those things. I'm glad I did it. I would say everybody should do it once in a lifetime. I probably won't do it again unless I'm forced to. <laughs> Check the box. We're good to go. All right. I can say I did it. I'm over good. But it, it was it was fun. I left the <clears throat> my house in Washington with my, my dog Congo in the back seat. He's about 110 pounds. We didn't think we like him flying was a good idea. Mm. He's up in age. So he and I just hit the road. And my wife and my two kids flew back here, and they were with my in-laws. And so it really, I mean, I think two purposes, right? It let me physically and mentally – transition from Washington State to Toledo. Um, just that journey and that time in the car to think and process this whirlwind that just happened. Because I think from the moment I interviewed, the time I got the offer to the press office, to meetings, the greetings, the phone calls, I just hadn't had time to be still, actually think and process what just happened to me. I mean, the life experience I just went through. Um, and two, start to plan and think ahead of what do you want this to look like? What do you want your first staff meeting to look like? What do you want 
your first senior staff meeting look like? What do you, how do you want to address your coaches? It's just a lot of time there to think, listen to podcasts in this process because two young kids in town in the, in the house. I don't get a whole lot of time to think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a fun trip. I stopped by Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. um, got out, snapped <laughs> a couple picks, popped back in, uh, stopped by Iowa State, spent some time with Matt Campbell um, and the crew there and, and really just drove and thought and got to deal with my dog and all his issues and noises. Um, and, and it was a fun trip. So one of those, I, I checked it off. I did it. I'm not quite sure I'll do it again. You, you touched on a little, but my second, my follow-up question was that where were, we're, where were three uh, big spots or where were three uh, places that you may have stopped that, uh, you, you know, you had a story about or, or maybe that you had never seen before. Clearly Mount Rushmore is one. Any, any other locale that you, uh, hit up that you had just never thought you'd even <laughs> come across on that journey? Yeah, well, I, I say starting my trip in Montana, I got hit with a lot of snow um, driving through the mountains. And then I stopped in Bozeman, Montana. Mm. Um, and there's a little bar that served barbecue. I pulled it up on the, the GPSA. Let's give it a shot. Probably the best pork belly. I'm a barbecue aficionado, mm. right? The best pork belly I've ever had may be in Bozeman, Montana, um, mm. of all places. I was absolutely blown away by this place. Um, and the Port Valley they had. So downtown in Montana and Bozeman is really cool. Um, but that spot I went to was just phenomenal. Um, I think Bozeman, I mean, uh, Mount Rushmore, um, not a lot to do, really. Yeah. Right, you drive in, you hop out, you look at it, say, wow, and then you get back in the car. But the thought that that's in South Dakota and the man hours it would have taken for people at the time they did it to do something like that and bear the resemblance as it does to pictures and other it's just mind-blowing that that human sure. beings what we can do with very little technology um i, I thought that was huge um, and then honestly the rest of the way i was blown away by the wind in south dakota i think i saw five tractor trailers blowing over on their <laughs> side so i literally drove for about eight hours with the steering wheel at 10 o'clock just fighting the wind blowing sideways <laughs> i'm on the highways and so trying to, to manage that and make sure the dog was getting down drinking enough water and stopping at hotels every night i mean it was Again, a once-in-a-lifetime deal. You got to see this country and all the changes in elevation and sure. um, the landscape and what it looks like. And then, um, But there was nothing like pulling into Ohio um, and seeing my family again and being home and saying, hey, I made this transition. Now I'm all in. Now I'm a rocket. Let's go. Well, uh, and also on that trip, and we're, we want to get to know you a little bit outside of, of the uh... – you know what you're doing at Toledo here, um, yeah. but but also what uh, you mentioned some time to think. But what what are some of the podcasts? What what were some of the podcasts you listen to on the web? What what are some of your favorites? What are some go tos that people should be checking out? Yeah, so I, I, I actually uh, probably saw this. I put it on Twitter of people um, send me podcast names or um, ideas that they've had or things they wrote, um, and so I, I, I a lot of John Gordon. I'm big on him. Um, Don Staley's Net Life podcast. Um, I, I love that one. The Rocket Lift Off of Toledo. <laughs> I'm actually paying a lot of attention on that. Um, listening to you guys, um, <laughs> your podcast, um, the shameless plug, right? Um, <laughs> trying, trying, to, trying to get acclimated there. Um, I think from the chair, Mike Hamilton does a great job interviewing um, ADs on that podcast and looking at what that looks like. Um, so there, there were so many. I, I, I don't get too far into podcast to like tell a story or narrate i mean i used to when i was in houston i was driving an hour 15 minutes to work every day i had a lot of time in the car being in pullman five minutes door to door i didn't have as much time to, to listen to those podcasts and do those kind of things so I, a lot of sports a lot yeah. of sports talk yeah. and listening to those um and just trying to to get dialed in and that the thing i love about those 
prompts some new thoughts and ideas. I'm a big idea guy. I keep a note on my, my phone. I just got a ton of ideas, a lot of them bad ideas. Um, but I write them down. I wake up in the middle of the night. I write them down and say, hey, at some point we may want to try that out. At some point we may want to do that. Um, that's really where that hockey idea came from for the walleye. Something I had seen a long time back and I had it popped in my head. And lo and behold, I get to bring it to fruition. Great. So what What else? Clearly, you love spending time with your family. We know that. That's uh, clearly an answer that you would say when I say, tell us about you off and what you like to do. But what are some things? I mean, you just mentioned you're a big barbecue guy. Outside of that, yeah. what What are the things that make you tick? What, what do you uh, What do you really enjoy when you're not you yeah, know, working and writing down ideas in your head? <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of sports. I'm the guy that's watched Maxim for 10, 15 years now um, just because I'll watch any kind of football, any level of football. If it's on TV, I'm dialed in. Um, and that you probably expect an AD to say that. I think some of the things that maybe people don't know about me, I mean, I, I, I love lifting weights. Um, I was a power lifter after football. Um, and then got into that. I did some competitive power lifting um, when I was at Rice and had a weight room down the hall looking to get back into that now. Um, but that's something that's a stress reliever. It also has a goal to kind of hit every day of what you're lifting and how you lift it. And, doing it the right way as you get a little bit older. Um, I think it's really um, cool. I love camping and hiking and being outdoors. I mean, my wife and I met, we both had kayaks in the back of our truck. And that was like our first thing in common where we kind of clicked. Um, and so doing that, fishing from kayaks, um, is something I've always loved doing. Um, but being outdoors and hiking and exploring is big to us. Um, I'd say aside from that, then cooking out and having people over, and that's how we spend the majority of our time. I think when you have kids, getting to parks and experience the outdoor places. One, where we can get some fresh air and see some cool places. Two, where I can get them really, really tired before bedtime. <laughs> and always a piece of sauce. Um, so we do a lot of that, especially when we're out in Washington. Every Sunday, uh, we call it Sunday Funday, we go for a hike somewhere. I'm going to get our steps in and carry my daughter in a little pack. I've got a little backpack that I can carry in now with my son's thing. Um, but we just get out and see this gorgeous country. And that partly that's what that drive is about, right? I just, yep. I think the United States is so cool from coast to coast and the differences we all have, the different areas that people choose to live in. And the lucky thing about college athletics is you get to live in these spots and really experience them. I think it's one thing to go on a vacation for a spot and kind of see it, but it's another thing to just live somewhere and experience the ins and outs of it. And that's the beauty of college athletics where I can live in Pullman, Washington, I can live in Houston, Texas, I can live in Toledo, Ohio, and be successful and get an understanding of what it's like to be there. A.D. Blair, you spoke about your journey and the figurative one and the literal one. Why is the yes to be, become the, the Toledo next AD the right time and the right moment in your journey? Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I think anytime you're a young, inspiring, up-and-coming administrator, um, y'all, you, you say, okay, what's next? I want to be an AD. I want to be an AD. I want to be an AD. And I think the hard part is to be selective and pick the right one and have the right one pick you vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in Toledo, I saw a place where I feel like I can be myself. I feel like I can be really happy on a personal level and professional level, and we could have a lot of success. And that was really important to me. So I think you see a lot of young administrators that just jump at the first opportunity that pops up because they need to check them box and say, I was an AD by this age, or hey, I got this, hey, I'm an AD. And then you fail, and you set your career back so many steps, that you probably never recover from them. So for me, look at this opportunity and say, okay, this is a place that I feel supported, the postal and the board and this community, this campus, that I'm not walking into a burning house that has so much going for 
and then at this time in college athletics, with this sea of change, what are the attributes that allow our athletic department to be successful in this new world? I don't quite know exactly what this new world is going to look like, mm-hmm. but I have some hunches on we're going to need some more revenue. I have hunches that we're going to need more fans to pull from, um, and I have hunches that we're going to want to be successful across the board um, to make sure we're representing this university at the highest level. Um, and so I saw so many of those degrees in the University of Toledo. And I, I think, too, when you look at the national landscape and you look at who's the top-performing uh, group of five athletic departments in the country and you look at those characteristics, then you look at Toledo, I would dare anybody to say so-and-so's got a degree that we don't have here. I think I've got a pretty good answer for all, almost all of them. We've got every ingredient needed to be one of the nation's top G5 programs. Uh, we've just got to activate it and take that next step. What do you, um, I see you and you mentioned on social media, um, that you post your trip and that you're, you're pretty active on it. What, what do you find with an AD, the importance of being on social media? I mean, I, I partially, I just like to have fun, <laughs> um, and share this journey with people and engage in conversation. Right. I mean, the days always won't be sunny. Right. Yeah. Uh, sure. I'm a post sometimes and people are like, well, you need to get back to work or <laughs> you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that. And I'm sure that's coming. Um, but I, I think just pulling up the hood, I think there are some people that you're passionate about this place. You want to know what goes on. Like I, the fact that I get to walk into my office every day and overlook um, Savage Arena and this basketball court and look at these banners and this floor and think about what's possible, that's amazing. The fact that I get to interact with our football coach or Trisha, women's basketball side, or Todd, or um, Robin baseball, or whatever coach, on a regular basis, like these are things people pay to have access to be able to do. I get to do on a regular basis. So I think sometimes we, we, we take ourselves too seriously. Um, this is, it can be a very stressful job, can be a very hard job, but it's very fulfilling. One, I get to work with young people, um, improve the quality of their life. Uh, two, I get to work with extraordinary professionals, coaches, and staff um, that make this a joy. And so I think if I could share some of that with students, with staff, with community members, with whoever, I want to do that. And, and I think having fun with and being able to tell our story is really important to me. I, I think one of the charges that I've given our staff since I first got here is how do we tell the story of Toledo even better than we have so far? Um, I, I don't know that the, the country understands the possibilities in the infrastructure here. Um, and that's our job to tell that story. We need to tell the story of Toledo Athletics, of University of Toledo, this city, and how great it is. And hopefully be a walking billboard for everything awesome going on around here. And that's my job. And that starts with my Twitter handle and Instagram. And if I can show people or get people interested um, in this place, then we're going to do that. It's free. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think as Toledo as a whole, a lot of your coaches that you have there do a very good job at, at telling the story and, and being active on social media. I think it's important. It's important to see people, uh, see people on and off the court or, you know, in and out of your office and, and what they kind of, what they like to do. Cause it always gives you something to talk about. And uh, you're probably, you're probably going to, um, strike some similarities with some fan base, and like you said, it's not it's not always roses, but you you can you can uh, make it and, and get to get to be that guy, and it just helps with the community, kind of what we were talking about earlier. So, yeah, it's free. Why not? Why not use it? Um, the, the three very quick questions, to, uh, fun questions to wrap things up, based on what you said here, um, and then and then we'll let you go. Uh, number one, favorite place you've ever, uh, camped slash hiked? Oh man, I'd say Glacier National Park. Glacier. Um, 
<laughs> and it was funny how this came about. Is actually <laughs> our athletic department of Washington State during the pandemic, we gave everybody furlough week. Um, so we kind of turned that into a fun week where we went to Glacier and camped for a week and hiked. And I saw some of the most beautiful parts of this country that, that I think you'll ever see. Uh, crystal clear water that the snows melted, snow-capped mountains. I mean, it was just phenomenal. We got to do that with my family and have a week just to focus on that. And it was phenomenal. And um, you got a lot of bears around there. <laughs> that can be a little unnerving. Um, but the sites you see, I just think, are some of the most beautiful in this country. Um, so hands down, Glacier National Park. Okay. Uh, you're a big football guy. Who's who's your NFL team and why? Yeah, so I don't know how much trouble I'm going to get. Cause I, I mean, I pick a Detroit team or Ohio team. <laughs> um, but but uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. I, I played football at Wofford. Um, yep. Carolina Panthers actually hold their training camp on Wofford's campus. Okay. And so when the Panthers were on campus, they kicked us out of our locker room. We had to go to a temporary <laughs> locker room. But on the flip side, they put money into our locker room, our weight room, everything else to make our facilities even better. And the coolest thing, really quickly, when I was playing and we started camp, the Panthers would be in our student union around campus, and we're the only two groups around. And so I get to play ping pong with Steve Smith. <laughs> or play pool with Moosin Muhammad or, or eat dinner next to Julius Peppers. And like those are memories like at the time I'm not even sure I fully appreciated um what was going on. But you got these guys at the top of their game and they were really good back then, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think two thousand and three was when they lost the um uh I think it was two thousand three when they lost to the Patriots. Um and so you had a team that was really high performing and those guys are just walking around casually just being guys, um, and engaging with us as students and say, Hey kid, let's play ping pong. Um, or, hey, can you help me move in my dorm? I'll give you a free mini fridge. Like, just crazy <laughs> stuff like that. It doesn't happen on any other campus, but it was a lot of fun. Well, I could see why you would be a fan. I mean, that that yeah. definitely makes sense. <laughs> All right, the hardest hitting question, mention your barbecue guy. What What is the go-to barbecue meal? Ah. Oh, man. Yeah, that I know you, you've had an answer. <laughs> you've had a great answer for everything else. We're going to throw you off with the, the very final yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, you're asking. It's like picking between my favorite child, right? I, I, I don't, I don't know if I can use it. I, I, I tell you what, I love to cook the most. I, I think brisket is my favorite to cook because it's the hardest. Um, and I think the challenge that's involved, and I don't, I don't, I don't use no, no shade to anybody that does. But I, I don't do a pellet smoker or anything like that. Like I actually chop my own wood, split my own logs, oh, wow. and feed the fire by hand the entire time. And that process of mastering the fire. And the vents on the, the smoker and, and make sure the smoke's quality, how you season and situate the meat, how you pay attention to it, much less by temperature than by feel and knowing what is right. It's hard to do, but when you do it perfectly, there's something really, really cool about that. It's just, it's almost like a lot of people talk about mindfulness. That's my mindfulness time, just tending to that brisket. I'm at the end of it, I'm usually not even hungry. I don't even want to eat it. It's just a project <laughs> of making it um, that I, I think is so, so cool. So I, I love it all. I'm from Carolina, so. Yeah. Um, pork shoulder, I, I got to give a shout out to that. But I got to Texas and I, I found out how to cook brisket, and, and I've taken that with me. The, the art behind it um, is near and dear to my heart. And I could tell, I, I could see that about you. You like, you love doing the longer journey. You love taking your time because yeah. that's where you find your peace. Correct? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, in a weird way, like I, I've sought out hard jobs or hard opportunities. This, this is probably not a hard job in, in comparison to Washington State or Rice. I would argue those are two of the hardest jobs in the in the FBS um, in terms of what you're trying to do with the resources you have. And um, me playing football, and I was told I couldn't do X, Y, and Z. I mean, there's something sweet about taking what people think you can't do and proving them wrong. And so I absolutely love when people tell me something's going to be really hard or I'm not sure we can do that. Like, I, I, I thrive off of that. Um, 
So as I'm out talking and I'm talking about what I want or can see Toledo be, being, if I get a look of skepticism in somebody's eye um, or I get a question mark, that fuels me. That fires me up. I have a trouble sleeping that night because um, I'm so excited to get to work the next day to prove them wrong. Um, that's really big to me. So that's really aware by you um, to pick that up in my answers, but that, that's definitely a piece of who I am. Well, there you have it. I mean, great answers. This was this was a lot of fun uh, getting to know you. Uh, can't wait to uh, we both of us can't wait to meet you next week at our spring meetings uh, in person. But you know, there we have it. New uh, director of athletics at the University of Toledo, Brian Blair. It, it was absolutely a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you, fellas, for having me. I really appreciate it. Go Rockets. Thank yes, you. Sir. Have a good one.